Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations weekly podcast. We have a special Tuesday night message from evangelist Jonathan Edwards, where he continues to empower the church in all that they can do with Jesus. We pray that you are anointed as you listen to this message. My wife keeps on telling me how far I'm away from her. 3,440 miles. I haven't come 3,440 miles just to preach a sermon. We need to see the raw power of God. Manifest. We need to see some strongholds tear down tonight. We need to see every ceiling over you broken. In Jesus' mighty name. So I want you to release your expectancy right now. Because the Holy Spirit's going to move swiftly. The Holy Spirit's going to move suddenly. As he moves, I'm going to move. And he can do whatever he wants to do in this place tonight. Because it ain't my meeting. It's his meeting. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is... There is freedom. The manifestation of the Spirit is for the common good of the body. And we say, Holy Spirit, tonight, have your way. Holy Spirit, tonight, remove every demon. Remove every power. Remove every obstacle. We have faith in your word. We have faith in your presence. We are expecting to go to another level tonight. We're coming like the woman with the issue of blood. We're putting a demand on you. We're taking hold of the hem of your garment and we're not letting go till that raw liquid power of God goes through our bodies and our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I want to read you some verses from the New Testament. You can either follow me in the Word or on your phone or on your tablet. Or you can listen because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Matthew 4 verse 23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee... Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease amongst the people. Mark 16, verse 15 Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, everybody say signs. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly... It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. That's speaking about you. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
Luke 9 verse 6. So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel. Everybody say gospel. Preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Romans 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. Can you say power? There's only one power, amen. For it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. You know, these verses here speak to us about the gospel. They give us a description of what should happen when the gospel is preached. What Jesus has promised, what the word guarantees is that when the good news is proclaimed, there is power released. Because when you look at Jesus, when you look at the disciples, when you look at the Great Commission, you will find that when that gospel and when that good news is proclaimed in the life of Jesus, in the life of the early church, it always releases signs, wonders, and miracles. And you know what was true for Jesus? What was true for the early church is a truth and a reality for us. As the end time church, it's a truth and a reality for what God wants to do in this room tonight because signs and wonders and miracles always, read your Bible, they always accompany the preaching of the gospel, not just then. Not just words that you read in the page of your Bible, but now because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. They validate, they produce the fruit. When the word is preached, signs, wonders, and miracles glorify Jesus. They show us that Jesus Christ is alive. They show us that what Jesus says, he does. And you know, one of the urgency, urgencies of this hour is to see the church moving fully in New Testament power. Because the revival of God that's breaking out across the earth now, there is a revival, there is a move of God that's breaking across the face of the earth now. It's not just going to save the sinner. It's not just going to bring awakening to the masses. It's going to heal the sick. It's going to deliver the oppressed. It's going to release supernatural miracles amongst us. It's going to restore the nine gifts of the Spirit. Not just prophetic gifts. Not just revelation gifts. But the power gifts. Gift of faith. Working of miracles. Gifts of healing. And it's going to cause God's people to go public with the power of God again. It's time to go public with the power of God again. One writer recently said this. He said, we owe this dark, evil world an encounter with God. Because Humanity needs to see that God is visible. 
And you know that is so true. Because if we don't unveil, if we don't disclose the supernatural presence and power of the Holy Spirit, who else will? Why do you think the world is turning to mystics? Why do you think the world is looking to mediums? Why do you think they're having their cards read? Why do you think they're, they're dabbling in Ouija boards? Why do you think that they're, they're reading their stars in the paper when the church all the time has the divine power of God resident within them? And there is no power greater than the power of Almighty God. There is no name greater than the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. And I know many leaders and many preachers of emphasized preaching and teaching and proclamation. And I believe in preaching. I believe in teaching. I believe that the Word of God is our foundation. But beloved, that is just one side of the coin. Because just like the New Testament speaks so clearly about the necessity of the Word, the New Testament at the same time speaks clearly about the necessity of the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit when the church gathers. When we have gathered tonight, there is power and there is presence because the Holy Ghost is here. He's not millions of miles away. He is here in our midst right now. And proclamation has to be followed with demonstration. You read your Bible, you go through the Gospels, you look at the life of Jesus. You look at the life of the early church in the book of Acts. Where there was proclamation in the New Testament, it was always accompanied with demonstration. And church, that's the season that we are in right now. I'm telling you, I know in my heart, something has shifted. It shifted. We are in a new season right now. There is a whole realm, a whole new realm of the power and the presence of God available to us right now. You're not waiting anymore. It's here. We have gone to another level of the glory. We have gone to another level of the anointing. We have gone to another level of the manifest presence of God. It's here. It's here right now. If there's unprecedented darkness covering the face of the earth, there's an unprecedented release of glory power in the church of Jesus Christ. Right now, I'm telling you, God has flicked the switch. Something has changed. Something has moved. It's like we've moved out of one room into another room. We've stepped into a new season. In September, there was a shift with the Jewish New Year. We moved into a new season supernaturally. Something has changed. It really has. I had an incredible time in the US in September. God moved powerfully in Tennessee. God moved powerfully in North Carolina. But then I got to this little church in Delaware. 
You know, usually, usually God moves where you don't expect him to, to move. And I'm telling you something, I was surprised. I was surprised by the presence and power of God that was released in that little church over that week. It was like all of heaven just broke loose. The presence of God just gets, got stronger meeting after meeting. The weight of God's glory just rested on us. Nobody wanted to leave the place, Pastor Carol. We were just sat in that glory. And by the middle of the week, we had people bringing Methodists and Episcopalians and Presbyterians and people that weren't even baptized in the Holy Ghost never experienced the power of God didn't know what speaking in tongues was all about they just came some people who hadn't been in church for years and the presence of God was just hitting them as they were coming to the altar they were coming out to be prayed and before they could get to the front they were slain in the Holy Ghost they didn't know what falling of the power was There were people with cancer, long-term cancer issues, healed. People with diabetes issues, healed. People with, with, with illnesses after COVID, completely healed. One man who was a Roman Catholic that came, got touched by the power of God. He rung the, 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 one of the leaders in the church and he said for 48 hours he was shaking with this power that he couldn't stop shaking with. That's God. Listen, that's what we need. Not as a one-off, but all the time. And that's what the world needs. We need to see that power. We need to see that manifest glory of God to get people to wake up and pay attention to the message that we carry because God wants to be visible again. It's time to expect big. It's time to pray big. It's a time to take the limitations off our faith. It's time to be led by, not by what we hear in this world, but by the Spirit of God and the prophetic promises that we've had written over our lives. It's time to pray them into being. Jesus said this in John 10 verse 38. He said, if you don't believe in me, Believe the works that I do. In other words, if you don't believe in me, believe in the healings. Believe in the miracles. Believe in the people. Here they are that have been raised from the dead. If you don't believe me, look at the fruit of my ministries. You see, the crowds followed Jesus because he didn't just talk about healing. He didn't give you 10 steps to being healed and he left you on the edge. No, he healed the sick. He didn't just talk about casting out devils, he cast them out. He didn't just talk about miracles, he worked miracles all the time. My Jesus and your Jesus said in John chapter 8, he said the works that I do. This is Jesus talking to you. This ain't no preacher. 
This is the Messiah talking to you in John chapter 8. He said, the works that I do, you're going to do. And not only the works, you're going to do greater works. My Lord, that blows my mind. Most days I'd be happy just to do all the works that Jesus did, but he has said, my master, my Messiah has said to me, and he said to you, you ain't just going to do the works. Oh, in the last of the last days, you're going to do greater works. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, in one of his last prophecies said this, he said, the final move of the Spirit through the church before Jesus returns will surpass any previous move of God, including everything that you've read in the book of Acts. That's greater works. That's what we've got to believe for. That's what we've got to expect. God doing more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And I'm saying to the Lord, I'm not projecting that into the future. I'm saying, Lord, let it start here and now in this place tonight. You know, I came away from that time in Delaware saying in my mind, I said, Lord, thank you for what you've done in this week in this church. And the Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, it happened here and it happened in them because it happened in you. He said, something happened in you so that something could happen in them. He said, you're not leaving a move of the Spirit. You're carrying a move of the Spirit. You see, that's where we've got to change. The early church in the book of Acts, didn't receive a move of God. They became a move of God. That's the whole mind shift. That's where we've got to be. We've got to believe that we're a move of God, that we're glory carriers, that we host the presence of God, that we live in revival, that we're not always praying for revival and believing in the sweet by and by that we're going to experience revival. We can live in that revival right now. That's where our faith should be. I remember talking to a pastor a few years ago who spent a lot of time with Catherine Coleman. He was a driver. He drove her around. He took her to the meetings. He was in the back room with her and others. And he said this, John, he said to me, he said, John, he said it wasn't just when she was on the platform. It wasn't just when she was chilling in, in, in the back room. It wasn't just when she was in the car. Wherever she was, you were conscious of the presence of God because it wasn't what she displayed on a stage. It was what she carried in the realm of anointing and presence and glory. And that is what we've got to believe for. We've got to draw down on that heavy anointing of God and walk in all that Jesus has called us to be. In this hour... I tell you, my prayer is simply saying this, the, white, the wait is over. I don't believe we're waiting on God. I believe in a lot of cases God is waiting on us. The Bible says that his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. That's why we've got to go. 
There's no gospel without going. We've got to go with the power of the gospel and believe that we have everything that we need to bring hope and healing and love and restoration to fallen humanity. Let me just give you quickly tonight some points that will help you understand your call and commission. Because every one of us in this room are called and commissioned to be disciples and ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a high calling. And that calling is to be light in darkness. That calling is to have a a gospel that doesn't just speak in word, but in demonstration wherever we are to be Jesus. Wherever he has placed us. Firstly, the gospel is the total package for spirit, soul, and body. It is the answer for fallen humanity. It it reveals the work of redemption, the redemption that Jesus accomplished from the cross to the throne. It brings good news. Of salvation to the sinner. But it also heals the sick. It releases the oppressed. Therefore the gospel saves, heals and delivers. When we talk about the gospel we are talking about a good news that brings complete freedom to mankind. And we as God's people have to preach a full gospel. It has to be a gospel that saves, a gospel that heals, and a gospel that delivers. Psalm 103 says this, that he forgives all your iniquities and he heals all your diseases. He saves the spirit, he heals the body. Which tells me that when the gospel is preached, when the gospel is released in a gathering like that, it is total restoration for soul, spirit, body. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power. That's why I'm preaching the gospel tonight. In its fullness, it is the power of God. For salvation, so-so, complete wholeness for your spirit, your soul, your mind, your body. It can heal you from the inside out, the so-so gospel, hallelujah. That saves you completely, heals you completely, delivers you completely. That's why we've got to put our faith in the gospel. For as we put our faith in the gospel, power is released. And every one of us tonight are being sent to our world with a gospel of power. Not just a gospel of proclamation, but a gospel of power that saves, heals, and delivers. That's why Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then he said this, these signs, everybody say signs. These signs will accompany those who believe. How many believers do we have in the room tonight? 
If you're a believer, Jesus has said that signs will accompany you in your home, in your workplace, in your business. Wherever you are placed, Jesus has said that those signs go with you as a believer. He said that you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said, if you come up against anybody that's demonized, you will cast them out, those devils, in Jesus' name. And you know, that's what the world needs. That's what our neighbors need. Jesus into their lives and breaks into their world and revolutionizes them and changes them. I believe right now it's time to reclaim our towns. It's time to reclaim our cities. It's time to reclaim our workplace in the name of Jesus. It's time to take back, uh, take back authority and take back places from the powers of darkness. Because light is greater than darkness, amen? Truth is greater than lies. Good will overcome evil. Love is more powerful than fear. Divine health is greater than sickness. It doesn't matter if there's sickness in your body right now. The health of God, the gifts of healing are more powerful. You've got to believe that tonight. They are more powerful right now than any sickness that's in your body. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. He can remove that sickness from your body. He can release miracles so easily tonight. you just got to release your faith. you just got to release your expectancy. He is here tonight to meet you. At your point of need. The name of Jesus is greater than any devils. And with an explosion of revival, there's always an explosion of the gospel. Because what starts in the church never ends in the church. It breaks out of the four walls and it brings awakening. An awakening of the gospel to the sinner so that they might know that Jesus Christ is King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. I'm not holding the fort till Jesus comes. I'm not personally occupying until Jesus comes. I'm taking territory. I am taking territory until Jesus comes. I'm going to do everything that I can to preach the gospel, pray for the sick. Thou devils, advance the kingdom. Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in every nation and then the end will come. We've got to get the gospel out. We've got to plunder hell and populate heaven. We've got to be ambassadors of the king because we have all the power we need to change humanity with the good news. Of Jesus Christ is our commission. The Holy Spirit is within you, not just to minister to you. He's within you to minister to others. 
You know, last week, myself and El Dora, we, we just went out for breakfast and we were, we were in the restaurant and, and the waitress came up to us and, and we ordered breakfast and I said, good morning, how are you today? And she said, I'm okay, but I've got this major problem with my leg. Now, I could have ignored that or I could be Jesus in that place. So I looked at Eldora, she looked at me and I said, right, let's go for it. I said, if you've got a problem with your leg, that problem can go because we believe in Jesus Christ and we believe he heals today. And she said, does, does he? She said, will you pray for me? I said, hold out your hand. She said, right now? I said, yeah, right now. We got hold of her hand, we prayed for her and we commanded that to leave in Jesus' name. And we believe. We believe that as we just reached out our hands and prayed for her, we believe that she's healed in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the word says if we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I'm telling you right now, there are opportunities all around you. There are people that are needy. There are people that are broken. There are people that are just looking for an opportunity to receive the power of God. They're in sickness. They're in need. They're demonized. And the only thing that will change them. Can you hear me now? Can you hear the cry of the Spirit? The only thing that will change them is the gospel. Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Acts 1 verse 8, you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, a lot of Christians want to end there. They want to think, hey, I've got power, but Jesus didn't end there. He said, and you shall be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's Jesus' final words. Before he goes to be with his Father in heaven, he said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, it's upon you, it's within you. To be an ambassador. To be light in the darkness. That's the purpose of the power. That's the purpose of the anointing of God that's upon your life. Yes, it will bless you. Yes, it will encourage you. Yes, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. But he wants to lead you to those that are broken. That don't know Jesus. He wants you to be hands extended. So that others around us might know that there is a God in heaven who cares. Nobody else cares. So many people are lonely. So many people are empty. So many people have got nobody. And there is a God in heaven who cares about these people. And he wants to use you. And he wants to use me. That's the purpose of the power of God. And it's never just in word, it's always in action. First Corinthians 2 verse 4, he said, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration. Didn't we say last night that tonight's going to be an out of demonstration? But in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but in power. Everybody say power. But in power. 
and in the Holy Spirit. To every word that we preach, to every promise we testify, God promises power. Therefore, if God has promised us power, we need to stop asking for what we've already got. If the Holy Spirit is here, the power of God is here. And if the power of God is here, there is more power in this room to heal every sickness. Every sickness. If you're sick in your body tonight, release your faith. Release a demand on the Word of God. If God's presence, if God's power, if God's promises of here, if God says He heals, there is power in here, in here right now for you to leave this building completely free of that sickness and that affliction because God is not a liar. Can you hear me? He's not a liar. Be like that woman with the issue of blood. Be like blind Bartimaeus who said, Son of David, have mercy on me. Keep pressing in and say, God, I'm putting a demand on your word tonight. I ain't leaving here without a touch. From the master. Secondly, impartation releases demonstration. In other words, you can only give out of what you've got. If we want to see a full manifestation of the power of God, we have got to position ourselves constantly for fresh fillings, fresh saturations from the presence of the Holy Ghost. You know, when you look at the early church, you find one of the keys, some of the keys to the advancement of the gospel was the word absolutely but it was also constantly being changed and impacted by the presence of God that took them on the day of Pentecost from a place of emptiness to a fullness. And I believe that we're in a day right now where we can know the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We are in a day right now where you can know a fresh impartation, a fresh anointing, a fresh level of the glory of God moving upon you to saturate you so that you might never be the same Again, one thing I found about the Holy Spirit is this. He changes your season. I'm telling you, in the last month, the Holy Ghost has changed my season. I've gone to another level of faith. I've gone to another level of revelation. I've gone to another level of seeing in the Spirit and stepping out. And just like I have, so can you. He wants to change your season as He comes upon you in power. Tonight, plug into the Holy Spirit. Let your faith be like the plug that connects to the Holy Spirit. Just like you put a plug into a socket, so the Holy Spirit wants to plug you into the power source tonight. He wants to saturate you. He wants to immerse you because everything comes out of being full of him. You read Acts 2, you read Acts 4, you read Acts 6. It's all about filling. Acts 2, verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. Acts 2, verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then when you go to Acts chapter 4, you find the church praying a prayer. And the church, not just the apostles, please note, 
When the church came together in Acts chapter 4 and they prayed, wasn't just Peter and John. It was believers. How many in this room are believers? And what did the believers pray? Well, if you look at Acts chapter 4, verse 29, the church prayed this. They said, Lord, pay attention to their threats and grant to your servants, the church here, to speak your message with great courage while you extend your hand to heal and to bring about miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What happened after this prayer? Well, verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They were all filled. Not just the apostles and the pastors and the elders and the church board. No, they were all filled with the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. They asked for signs, wonders and miracles. And God said the solution for, for, to move in signs, wonders and miracles is being filled. And immersed with this precious person called the Holy Spirit. The filling of the Spirit. Gives you the ability to heal the sick. Cast out devils. Work miracles. Preach the gospel with boldness. If you want to work, do the works of Jesus, you've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that we're living in seasons and times right now where there's going to be fresh, sudden invasions. Corporate baptisms is what I hear right now. Corporate baptisms when the church will come together and pray and there will just be an invasion. Hallelujah, there's such a liberty here tonight. There's going to be such a, an invasion of the Holy Spirit that sends us out. Full. The only way to live in this darkened, evil world is full of the Spirit. The only way to deal with devils is full of the Spirit. The only way to heal the sick is full of the Spirit. The only way to live a holy life in an unholy world is being full of the Spirit. The only way to rule and reign in Christ is being full of the Spirit. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. You've got to get that fresh oil of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, filling you from the inside out. God is never stale. God is never empty. He's like fresh oil. That's why David said in Psalm 92, he said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Tonight you might need an oil change. Tonight you might, be, might have been living your life on empty. Get an oil change from heaven. Get an oil change from the Holy Ghost. Get filled with fresh oil. It's the solution to every addiction. I'm going to say that again. It is the solution. It is the remedy. It is the medicine for every addiction. It is, it is the answer for every 
battle that's going on in your mind. It is the answer for every emotional roller coaster that you're going on right now. Get full, get saturated with the Holy Ghost. Get a fresh oil change from heaven tonight. Finally, I believe that God wants to demonstrate His gospel, not only out there, but in here, through signs, wonders, and miracles tonight. It is so easy in a gathering like this to look at the future to look at the pre preacher and say, that's for tomorrow, that's for next month, that's for next year. No, what about now? What about bringing the word into now? What about releasing your faith now? What about releasing your expectancy now? Jesus is your healer. Jesus is your savior. Jesus is your deliverer. Jesus is the one who can do miracles in your life right now. He's the one that we've read. He's the one that we've talked about. He's the one that we've declared in Scripture can remove all pain and suffering. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, but to destroy the works of the evil one. Acts 10 verse 38 says, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And just like God was with Jesus, God is with us right now, and he's here ready to remove that yoke of bondage and remove that stain of the evil one who's done so much disruption in your life. You've got to press into Jesus tonight. You've got to believe that he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you won't leave this place tonight because he's here in the midst, because where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. And if he's here tonight, he can do any miracle. He can do any sign. He can bring any healing. Because if Jesus is here, miracles is here. If Jesus is here, healing is here. If his word is here, he is here. Jesus said in John 16, he said, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give unto you you know I've been asking in the name of the Lord today myself and our daughter have been praying today we've been praying tonight we've been believing for you that God's going to release signs wonders and miracles in this place tonight that there's going to be healings that signs and wonders are going to accompany that they are accompanying the, preach of, the preaching of the word, that there's going to be a release of healing power in this place tonight so that you might be free from any affliction that's binding you and that you might know instantly the power of God and say, I am healed. Because just like God can release a prophecy, he can release a healing. Just like God can release through his servant a tongue and interpretation, he can release a miracle. And I'm asking you right now to press into God and believe that he can do more than you can ask, think, or imagine. That he can take that which is impossible and make it possible in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, press into him right now. The gospel is the power.
The gospel is the power unto salvation. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God. The power of God. The good news. Hallelujah. That Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. And that same Jesus is in the room right now. Praise God. Father, I pray right now for anybody that's online. I, I feel I need to do that right now. Maybe you want to put your hands towards those that are watching online right now. I pray, Lord, for anybody that's sick. I pray for anybody, Lord, that's bound. I pray for anybody, Lord, right now that has mental illness and I command a healing. I call the healing Jesus to go through those lenses into every home that's represented and I pray the power of God right now on every person that might be sick, tormented, diseased, lame. I command the healing power of Jesus Christ to go into their rooms right now and to bring healing in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's press into God. Let's press into God. Dear sister, come forward right now. Come forward right now. Come forward right now. Just put your hands out towards this lady right now. Can I have somebody just walk with me just in case some people fall under the power of God? Some people might stand. Some people might fall. If I can have just somebody with me, praise God. Just reach out your hands towards her right now. Father, I just pray for our dear sister right now. I speak, I speak breakthrough over her right now in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough. 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 Whatever she needs in her mind, whatever she needs in her soul, whatever she needs in her body, let there be supernatural breakthrough released right now in Jesus name I see the fire of God going through your hands and it's slowly going up through your arms to your shoulders and down your back right now I see that fire I hear the Lord say I've heard your prayers my daughter I want you to know that your prayers have gone up like incense and this is the night that I am coming as your avenger this is the night I'm coming like a man of war. This is a night where I'm saying, my daughter, stand and see the salvation of your God. For I'm telling you to stand. I'm telling you to rejoice. I'm telling, telling you to stand in my glory. For I'm moving like a God of war. I am moving and I am removing those enemies that would seek to, to shadow you. Those enemies that come in like a flood. Even now, says the Lord, I am sending my angels and my glory is coming upon you. And I'm even sending my angels to remove those powers powers of darkness that would seek to attack you and those around you. I am moving and this is a season, says God, of jubilee. This is a season of visitation. This is a season of freedom. This is a season of impartation this night and it starts this day, says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you the Lord's going to move quick. Thank you, Elena. Keep pray, playing there. If you've got any arthritis in your body, any arthritis in your body, get out here right now. We're going to command it to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And as you come out, come out with joy, saying that arthritis is leaving me right now in the name of Jesus. It's going to leave me in the name of Jesus. It doesn't belong to me. Something's going to happen in my body tonight. In fact, something's happening right now for some of you. Do you feel that? Amen. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we're going to curse. 
And church, join with me right now. Just reach out your hands right now in the name of Jesus. I'm praying the Holy Ghost over each one of these people right now. We're going to believe right now that arthritis is leaving right now in the name of Jesus. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I speak to every bone. I speak to every knee. I speak to the spine. I speak to the bones right now. And I command the healing power of God to flow through your body in the name of Jesus. Stand with me, please. The master's about to touch you. Hallelujah. The master's here. The master's about to touch you. Hallelujah. God was really moving in this place, and we want you to experience all of what He has for you. Make sure to visit us in person. Evangelist Jonathan Edwards will be back with us on Monday, October 24th, and Tuesday the 25th. Check out www.tgpoa.com for info and how to find us. We really hope to see you in person soon.